0: Welcome to this Maritime Law podcast from Coracle Online and Reed Smith. This podcast is sponsored by Shipserve, the world's leading e-marketplace for the buying and selling of ship supplies. This podcast looks at a recent decision of the High Court on forward freight agreements, FFAs, and the obligation to pay in the wake of the dramatic downturn in the freight market in 2008. In Marine Trade SA versus Pioneer Freight Futures and Armada Singapore, The Commercial Court considered the obligation to pay under the International Swap Dealers Association Master Agreement 1992 and whether a counterparty is entitled to set off sums payable to it against the sums payable by it. Marine Trade and Pioneer entered into 14 FFAs between May 2007 and September 2008. The FFAs were on the Forward Freight Agreement Brokers Association, FFABA, 2007 terms, which incorporated the 1992 ISDA master agreement. Following the dramatic downturn in the freight market in the last quarter of 2008, there was a significant difference between the contract rates fixed under the FFAs and the settlement rate fixed by reference to the Baltic Exchange indices. The result for the marine trade pioneer, FFAs, was that for the January 2009 settlement a little over 7 million was due to Marine Trade whereas a little over 12 million was due to Pioneer. The Master Agreement permitted netting and this resulted in around 5 million dollars being due to Pioneer. By the end of January 2009, Marine Trade was of the view that Pioneer was affected by an event of default within the meaning of the Master Agreement and were therefore not entitled to net their position. Accordingly, Marine Trade invoiced Pioneer for the settlement sum of $7 million. Pioneer, however, invoiced Marine Trade for the net sum of $5 million. The settlement date for either sum was the 6th of February 2009, and on the 9th of February 2009, Pioneer served Marine Trade with a notice under Section 5A1 of the Master Agreement, that is, a notice of failure to pay, which would constitute an event of default by Marine Trade. Marine Trade feared that this would lead to Pioneer serving a notice under Section 6A of the Master Agreement, resulting in an early termination of the FFAs. This would have resulted in a very substantial sum due from Marine Trade to Pioneer. Marine Trade, therefore, applied for an interim injunction pending the expedited trial. However, this was refused by Judge Field because it granted it would seriously restrict Pioneer's cash flow and therefore marine trade paid under protest. Marine trade served their own notice under Section 5A Clause 1 in February 2009 following Pioneer's failure to pay the $7 million and commenced proceedings to recover those sums. The Commercial Court considered the condition precedent in Section 2A 3 of the Master Agreement and a party's inability to pay its debts and the payment obligation as an event of default. Section 2, Obligations, states as follows. A. General Conditions, Clause 1. Each party will make each payment or delivery specified in each confirmation to be made by it, subject to the other provisions of this agreement. Clause 2. Each obligation of each party under Section 2a1 is subject to 1. The condition precedent that no event of default or potential event of default with respect to the other party has occurred and is continuing, 2. The condition precedent that no early termination date in respect of the relevant transaction has occurred or been effectively designated, and 3. Each other applicable condition precedent specified in this agreement. Judge Florks agreed with Marine Trade's argument that the relevant bankruptcy event of default occurred when there was 1. An inability to pay its debts when they fell due and or 2. A failure generally to pay its debts as they became due, which were distinct and not cumulative. Further, that failure to pay a debt, other than for a substantial reason, is itself evidence of an inability to pay, and for the second element there may be evidence that a party failed to pay a substantial volume of its debts on time. Since this had the effect of preventing the obligation to pay, arising the obligation to pay does not arise if an event of default has occurred and is continuing or occurs at the time of the settlement date, even if the condition is later satisfied. Moreover, the judge held that the effect of non-compliance with the condition precedent 1 under section 2a is that a counterparty is under no obligation pursuant to the provision to make any payment if the other party is affected by an event of default under section 5 so that netting is not possible. Counterparties should bear this decision in mind should the circumstances arise when they are due to pay sums to a party under an FFA. If it may be shown that the counterparty is unable to pay its debts or there is a general failure to pay a substantial volume of its debts on time, it may be possible to argue that they are not entitled to payment and or net their position because they are in breach of the condition precedent in Section 2a. In recent months, there has also been a rise in parties purchasing assignments of debts from non-defaulting parties under FFA's pursuant to Clause 7. Following this decision, careful consideration should also be given to whether the apparent non-defaulting party seeking to assign the debt was entitled to terminate the FFAs. Thank you for listening, and if you have any comments you would like to add to this subject, please do so at shippingpodcasts.com.